All right, guys, our next guest is coming off a successful defense of his UFC featherweight title just a couple of weeks ago at UFC 251 on Fight Island. And when he's not busy fighting the best in the world, he's cooking up some of the best sausages in Sydney, according to his Insta stories and writing children's books. Australia's own UFC featherweight champion, Alex Volkanovsky. It's been too long, man. Seven in the morning. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Very good. Seven, mate. I've been up for a couple of hours. The girls are... (laughs) Straight, that's what I mean. One day, uh, some days I'm winning world titles, the next I'm just daddy at home. So, <laughs> waking up four, five o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, my, my girls are early risers. So, all good, though. All good. The only man that could get submission radio to get up this early to do an interview <laughs> is Alex Volkanovsky. I'm going to be honest right now, and it could be because you've shaken hands with politicians and sort of become the man around town, Alex. We saw those photos. You and the sports minister yesterday, I believe. For the state, you were hanging out with him, talking to him. I see you were giving him a few tips on how things should be run around here. Tell us about that experience. How was that? Yeah, no, it was good. You know, it's good. It's just a, it's, man, a good time to be a, a part of this uh, sport as well. You know, the, the sport's growing so much in Australia. And, uh, you know, it was good. So it was an honor to, to be there and be congratulated by him and, you know, have, have a good chat. So it's good. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this is what we want. You know, we want to... Uh, we want everyone to know this sport and, and how great it is. And, you know, everyone's uh, starting to jump on board. We always knew how big MMA was, but now it's really, really starting to spread out and, you know, be really, you know, mainstream here in Australia. So it's good. Mm. UFC champion, obviously an incredible run as a fighter. Is Prime Minister next, mate? I know you're an author. Is Prime Minister next? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Alex, what was it like sort of, you know, having the fight with Max and then coming home, you can't celebrate with the family. Uh, you're, you're stuck in isolation. You're stuck in a, I would say, a pretty nice looking hotel. We saw you training on, on, on the rooftop. But what was it like sort of, you know, letting the dust settle, you know, for two weeks, essentially, you know, by yourself? And I'm, I'm curious, how many times did you rewatch the fight during those two weeks of isolation? Yeah, look, it, it wasn't too bad, you know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, again, it was a good spot. Uh, we're lucky enough to, to be able to, me and Joe, be able to room together as well. So we had that little bit of company so we could train together and things like that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was all right, you know. Like you said, you know, you want to celebrate, you want to come home and celebrate with your family. But look, we knew going into this fight, this is all the protocols that, that will need to happen. So we're aware of it. And, uh, you know, I just play whatever's in front of me, you know what I mean? It's no point dwelling on it. Just get through whatever you can, you know, whatever's in front of you. So that's just, you know, adapt to whatever's in front of you, as I always say. So that's exactly what I did. But, yeah, yeah, man, just plenty of uh, Netflix and, you know, on the phone. And, you know, yeah, watched the fight a couple of times too. So just, yeah, doing whatever I could to kill some time. Mm. How, do you, how do you feel about the fight now that we're sort of two weeks removed from it? Do you have any new thoughts on it or is it all pretty much the same? Uh, it's yeah, pretty much, pretty much the same. You know, it was a close fight. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, it was something that uh, we knew even as we we're fighting, we knew like, all right, you know, even as as I've been saying that third round, we're like, we need this round. You know, we knew we obviously had the first two, so I was like, man. So the whole way through that fight, we knew it was close, but we, you know, we thought we did enough, and so did the judges. You know, well, it was a close fight, so I'll give uh, credit to Max, but uh, you know, we're confident of that. And then me watching back the tape. It's exactly what what I saw as well. So you know, again, it was a it was a, it was a good tough fight. You know, Max definitely uh, changed his game, and I had to make adjustments uh, after that second round, uh, which I did. So yeah, again, it was a 
my, my views on it hasn't changed too much. Just, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, a close fight and it is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, well <laughs> said. Uh, Steel and Max's lines, love it. <laughs> the fight, the fight island experience, now that it's been a little bit of time as well, sum that up for us because it looks like you might have to sort of do this for a while, maybe go back over there for your next fight as well if things continue the way they are. You know, some fighters saying it's difficult keeping awake and staying on the right time schedule and being able to perform out there sort of in the middle of the night. What was your takeaway from it? Do you feel like it affected your performance at all? Mate, it was it was definitely different. Uh, it was different. So with, uh, with me, uh, as uh, I'm sure we've talked about, you know, how's it feel going into, you know, world titles and, you know, even like with the crowd and I always say how composed I am and I keep my, you know, focus on keeping myself composed and clear-headed, you know, and level. You know, I want to be level going into that fight so I can, you know, work a game plan and, you know, and, and do what needs to be done. But this time it was, it was like, it was like I was that level and that clear-headed that it was like, it was like I wasn't even fighting. It was like <laughs> I was literally right now having a chat to you guys while I was in there. So it was a, it was a, it was definitely different. Like no crowd. Maybe I, I need uh, that crowd to keep a good balance for me. So again, I always say I, I believe I got one up on, on my opponents because I reckon the crowds and you know the atmosphere will sometimes get to them a little bit. Where me, I can keep myself real level. Where in this case, it was like a a, a negative effect. So it was like I was that chill that I was just like eh. So chilling there, like you know, it was weird. So had to get punched in the face a couple of times to <laughs> to start waking up. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was it was crazy. It was definitely different. But I mean, uh, you know, at least I experienced that now, and I'm aware of that. So if I have to do it again, maybe I'll let the emotions uh, go a little bit. Maybe I'll you know I'll try not to control the nerves. You know, trying to try and have that little bit of adrenaline going just so I can, you know, keep on my toes, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You've been spoiled by too many uh, lovely Australian crowds, Alex, your whole career. And now, now you got the mini crowd in the background with the kids. So it's all right. A <laughs> little, little bit of taste of that. But here's the thing. The big thing now is that uh, Dana White spoke to a good friend, Brett Okamoto, and he said that it's hard not to revisit the Max Holloway fight for a third time uh, for you next. How do you feel about that? The, the idea of possibly doing this fight again for a third time? Yeah, look, it's just you know, it's it's pretty clear that like you know you 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 win back to back two wins in a row to make a third one just doesn't it doesn't really make sense, especially right now. Again, we know that that last fight was close, but the judges gave me the decision, and that's that. And you know, in the first fight, you know, even though it was competitive, I, you know, I pretty clearly won that fight. So to just give him a, a another rematch straight away, it just and put the division on hold, it just doesn't really make sense. And even, you know, I end up listening to what he was saying, and look, he was throwing it out there, but at the same time, saying exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at the division, we've got all these guys about to fight, and, uh, you know, by the end of the year, we're going to have a clear number one, and you're just going to keep giving Max rematches. Again, it was a close fight, and, you know, people really, and I understand why people, you know, they, they want to see the fight again, but at the same time, I won twice back to back, you know what I mean? So it's just it just doesn't really make sense right now. But again, it's something that it can definitely be a big fight in the future as well. But for right now, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a division that I want to hold and I don't want to keep keep on hold, you know what I mean? So I want I want number one contenders. I want some uh, fresh blood in there, 
So, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see who, who that is. Mm. It's funny because, yeah, you're right. Dana White did kind of sympathize with you a lot in the interview, which normally he doesn't do. Normally he's just like, this is the sales pitch and that's that. But he was kind of like, oh, I could see it from Volkanovsky's perspective. But just from your perspective, are you kind of sick of fighting Max at this point? Like Robert Whitaker was kind of <laughs> saying that when people were saying Romero again, he was kind of like, man, I just did 10 rounds with him. Are you sick of like, I imagine as a fighter, you get excited for training for new guys. Are you kind of sick of fighting Max? And do you think it would even be fair um you know i guess from your perspective why why even do a third fight yeah man like yeah fair you want to talk about fair like yeah it wouldn't you know it's not not really you know what i mean but uh, again you know it was a close fight you know and there's a lot of people that you know they're they're gonna they're gonna say they're gonna have their opinions and i understand that that's a part of the game it happens happens all the time but at the same time you know the as dana said himself there's judges that that's that's their job and they went in there and, and uh, you know, I and I truly do believe that they made the right decision, especially watching back to tape. As, as I said to you guys, I watched back to tape a couple of times and, you know, you look at the official stats and it shows that, you know, the, the guys done a good job. It was a, such a close fight. Uh, so, you, you know, you just can't, you can't hate on them. I sort of feel sorry for them as well. They get in a, they get in a, you know, bashed by everyone when, you know, I believe they made the right decision. So, you know, it's just, I feel for them. But I mean, at the same time, it just doesn't doesn't make sense. So I'm ready to move on right now. Again, I want number one contenders, as I've been saying. It doesn't mean that Max will never get a shot again. You know, I mean, he can go fight a few times and come back around. And, and if there's no one else, hey, I need that number one contender. I need that guy next in line. But right now, I don't believe you know he, he's next in line, especially uh, come yeah back to back losses. Again, I've got a lot of respect for Max. Uh, great fighter. You know, we knew this is uh, going into that second fight. We knew this is a toughest matchup in our division, and I still took that rematch. When a lot of people thought, "Why would you even need to do a rematch after that first fight?" But again, there was no one else, and uh, you know, we did say that you know Max deserves a rematch because he was a great champion. But you know, we had another close fight, and put it this way, you know, that was his chance. You know, that was the day if he was ever going to beat me, I believe that was the day to do it. And uh, you know, again, he uh, he come close. He done well. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I just pulled away with the win and uh, dug deep and showed what champions are made of. So again, credit to Max, but I'm ready to move on. And uh, let, let's see let's see what, what happens. So again, let's let the division play out a little bit. And I'm sure he'll be back. Like I said, I do believe he's a, he's a, outside me, I believe he's a, the next best uh, fighter, you know, in our division. So I believe, uh, you know, he won't really have big dramas with uh, opponents. So he'll probably be back there again. And uh, like I said, Hey, I'm an easy champ to understand. If you're there and there's no one else, let's do it. Mm. The big thing online when everybody kind of saw the headline come out about Dana suggesting potentially there could be a trilogy was people saying how the situation's a little bit unfair in the sense that, you know, if you had lost the fight, people believe, you know, the UFC wouldn't be rushed and try and do a rematch straight away. But because it's Max Holloway, a guy that's been in the company for such a long time and a guy that the UFC holds at such a high regard, it's like they keep trying to put him up against you and possibly in some hopes that he wins and possibly because he has such a big following. I mean, now that you've beat him twice, do you have the power to sort of go to the UFC if they approach you and say, hey, this is the fight to say, look, I want to fight somebody else? Or do you kind of still, because you, you still just sort of still relatively new to the company, even though you're the champ now and you've had such a great run, are you still in a position where you've sort of have to have to kind of take the fights that the UFC give you right now. Look, man, uh, I gave Max the rematch for them. The UFC didn't give me anything else but the rematch. 
my team weren't too happy about that. But, uh, you know, again, I'll, I end up saying, you know what, there's no one else. I still think this is the biggest fight for me uh, on that card as well because because there's no clear number one. So I believe that was the biggest fight. And uh, that's why I wanted to wanted to do it. So we end up, uh, you know, making it worth it on a big card like, like it was. And we, we made that happen. And right now you can already see that uh, Dana totally understands why the third match probably isn't going to happen. You can already hear him talking talking about, you know, it's probably, you know, he's saying that he would have minded, but at the same time he's saying that I highly doubt that's going to happen because it's just, again, even if you look, I've been told I haven't actually got to see uh, what people are saying because, you know, I'm not going to go through the comments too much, but I've talked to a few people and, you know, in the comments in all these, you know, where where these uh, headlines are, like, oh, I mean, sorry, Dana wants the trilogy and whatnot. Supposedly, everyone's in there going, no, we don't want a third fight. Like, supposedly, everyone's like, come on, let's move on and let, let them uh, run it back another time. You know, so, again, that just shows you, you know, there's a lot of people that obviously are going to have diehard uh, Max fans that are going to want to keep pushing it and totally understand. Uh, but, I mean, there's, there's guys that go, look, it was a close fight, you know, could have gone either way. But, man, that's just silly having a third fight. So, you know, this is what, I, what I'm being told everyone is saying. So is it the fight that people want? I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, I probably would maybe consider if there was no other fight and this was the fight that everyone wanted. But it seems that everyone wants us to move on anyway. The division needs a player. And, uh, you know, we've got a whole division. There's so many of us. You know, you've got 15 people that are ranked for a reason in what we're just going to keep fighting until, until Max wins. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. So uh, I guess uh, that's everyone understands that, and that's why everyone's been vocal about it. But you know, again, you know, I've, you know, I've, I feel for Max as well. You know, it was a, it was a close fight. He almost did it, but it just just wasn't enough. So unfortunate for him. He can just uh, you know fight some guys and then show that he's the number one guy again, and then we'll take it on. Mm. What would you like, Alex? Who, who would you rather, and um, who's sort of on the short list of of guys that get you excited for your next fight? Well, you know, Zombie keeps uh, running his mouth, even though we're done for him. But, I mean, still, you know, that's always intriguing. Uh, you know, it's a fun fight. You know, you know he's just going to look for the f- the finish, uh, which, again, if someone's going to just be aggressive like that, that's that's good for me. You know what I mean? That's a fun fight. And uh, same with, uh, you know, same with uh, even Zabit as well. So Zabit's another, I think they're the two head uh, front runners, uh, Zabit and Zombie. Uh, but again, they just they just need a fight. Someone just needs a fight and get an impressive win. And I guarantee you, everyone's going to be screaming their name. I guarantee you, if Zombie knocks out Ortega, or Zabit knocks out, or does a crazy submission to Yeah Rodriguez, I guarantee you guys are going to be. That's a fight I want. You guys will be. Everyone's going to be. You know what I mean? So that's a fight I want. I want a, I want an exciting fight. And I want I want a person that everyone goes. This has to be the guy. He's going to do it. I'm. Man, I hope I'm the underdog. You know what I mean? I love it. I want people sitting there saying, this is a guy that's going to take him out, and I'll go out there and uh, I'll prove him wrong again. Mm. Um, just out of curiosity, how, how do you see Zombie versus Ortega playing out if it comes together? We know there's obviously some travel issues for, for Zombie. Not that Brian Ortega believes that, but if it happens, how do you see it playing out? And would you would a part of you be kind of rooting for Zombie to win because, you know, him obviously saying that it's shameful that you're a UFC champion. Are you kind of, you know, I remember at the start of your career, you were saying to us, you want to fight the bullies of the sport. Yeah. It almost, it's almost a throwback to that. Do you hope that you get a zombie because of that? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I do like, yeah, I want them bullies. But at the same time, it's, uh, 
it seems like the bully's uh, his manager or something, which already got a good uh, slapping from Ortega, so they shut up for a while. But, I mean, uh, look, again, Zombie's a pretty cool dude, but if he's going to let his team uh, run their mouth, he deserves a, a beating for it as well. So, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, definitely that that that's a that's a that's a good fight. But I mean, we've uh, we've uh, what Ortega's saying. He doesn't believe Zombie. You, you can't really blame Ortega for saying that because supposedly Zombie uh, can fight me, but can't fight Ortega. Can't, you know what I mean? So it just doesn't really make sense. So he's calling me out saying he wants to fight me and blah blah blah. But at the same time, telling Ortega that he's a uh, got these restrictions and he can't fight. So you can see where uh, where Ortega's going with that. Mm. We know you're always keen to get back in that octagon and, and fight. Uh, what time? What kind of timeline are you looking at in terms of getting back in the octagon? If there was sort of an ideal time for you to be back in there fighting again, what would you say it was? End of the year, you know what I mean? End of the year. I think that's a pretty realistic, yeah, again, we're still in these challenging times. So to go through, you know, for me to just be like, oh, let's do one right away. And go through all the that the the protocols and you know it was it wasn't easy you know this camp was uh, was different uh, very different you know what I mean there was a lot of the hurdles you had to jump the whole way through and uh, to just do that right away uh, would be quite annoying but I mean let's see at the end of the year if things quiet down and things uh, ease up a little bit uh, maybe the process will be easier but if not uh, if the 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 protocols are the same at least I'll be eager to fight and I'm going to be oh, who cares let's just get this out of the way I want to fight so but right now it's like uh, stuff doing all that again <laughs> let's just let the let the division play out I'm the I'm the champ and I'm, I'm having more fights than uh, these contenders that I try and tell them like, guys you're one fight away <laughs> from a title shot again I'm an e this is an easy division to understand you get that number one spot you get a title shot no bullshit no bullshitting about it plain and simple and you're one fight away from that. Make it happen. <laughs> Go out there, take someone out. Boom. You can get a title shot before the year's out. I ain't going to promise you ain't you're going to win that title shot, though. So I'm going to play. You can get there, get that title shot. I know that's what you want, but I'm going to pull away the win anyway. And uh, that's it. I'm going to stay, stay with this belt for a long time. Well, I'll tell you what, it's much better than other divisions where people aren't looking for a title shot in 500 years. So at least you're helping people along to get to that title shot. I love seeing you on social media when guys yeah. like Calvin Cato's fighting and you're so, you know, saying great performance and you're sort of being really positive and pushing the, those guys along. So it's great to see that. Quickly, before yeah. we jump to the kids' book and wrap up, I have to mention <laughs> Henry Cejudo. Are you at a point now with Cejudo? I mean, the guy's retired. Are you at a point now when you check your uh, social media notifications and see something from him that you're just sick of hearing from him and seeing these tweets that he keeps putting up about potentially fighting you? Well, mate, like, he just, you know, he definitely lives up to his name when when, it, when it's a cringe. But I always thought the, the cringe was just things he said. But now it's getting cringy how much he's begging for, for a title fight. And it just doesn't stop cringing how you retire and then you call everyone out stirring shit everywhere it just seems like uh, well you know he's even stirring the pot in the divisions that he retired in so he's still like i don't know still getting lippy to some of the the guys back uh, down there but obviously he's calling me out and uh again you know if there was going to happen it was earlier in the year but you know again i've got i've got a division to hold and i've got my eye on the on the division i want these number one contenders and if for some reason the ufc pushed that on me you know, like I've said, I need to get paid for it because it's just a waste of time for me, I believe. <laughs> waste of time for the division. 
and uh, you fighting, know, just fighting Cejudo would be a waste of time. On a hey? Fighting Cejudo would be a waste of time. I believe so. For my legacy, for my uh, for the goat status that I, I'm saying that I that I'm chasing now, hmm. you know what I mean. And it just and the division, wasting the division time. But again, he's done great things in flyweight and uh, bantamweight. But I mean, you know, featherweight's a whole different beast. You know, there's a reason why it hasn't been done. I, I get why he wants to chase it. It makes sense. Again, it's a it's a win win for him. A win win for him. I go out there and mop the floor with him. Ah, oh, yeah, he's a lot bigger. Blah blah blah. That's why. That's why it just doesn't make sense for me because everyone's going to sort of expect me to just go out there and mop the floor. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. No disrespect to Henry Cejudo, but it's a whole different breed in, the, uh, breed in this division. So, you know what I mean? Just, it'll just be a waste of time. I'll go out there and then everyone will be like, oh, no, you, you, you're fighting smaller guys, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Wait till you fight your guys in your division, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so it's just, for me, it's just a waste of time. Again, he's done great things. And uh, I can see why he's chasing that, that, that third belt, but it ain't going to happen. Even if he gets a chance, uh, he ain't taking that belt from me. I can guarantee you that. Hmm. Well, in the meantime, Alex, obviously you've got your children's book coming out. And uh, this, this is a fun sort of story here. It's an inspirational book for kids. Uh, you're showing some good values from martial arts, like, you know, respect and discipline. Um, I'm curious because uh, uh, we've, we've had a look at it. We've had a look at some of the sort of previews and, and what it's about and stuff. How would you say this chapter of your career, I guess this current saga with Max Holloway sort of ties into your book and your journey as, uh, as a martial artist? I imagine there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah, well, look, it's... Uh... The thing is, with with this children's book, it, you know, it's it's more of a, a book that you know, the age of like you know my, my daughter's age. It's a, a book that I'd read to my two year old and four year old uh, daughters. So it's more of a just you know, it's a picture book, but at the same time, you know, teaching your value values and you know morals and you know what what this sport's all about. Again, a lot of people miss that. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they look at, at fighters and UFC uh, athletes as thugs as angry, disrespectful thugs. Like, let's be real. There's a lot of people that, that think that, but you've met a lot of fighters yourself. Not many are even like that. Most of them, majority of them, 90% of them are some of the most respectful people you ever meet. And uh, people miss that. You know what I mean? And, and you, if any of you are in the gyms and do martial arts yourselves, you guys would know that it's all about respect. It's all about working hard, discipline, you know, you know, you need to have good morals. If you're going out being a, you know, a thug on your street, your coach ain't gonna have it. You know, that's not what we're all about. You know what I mean? So, but again, a lot of people miss that, and uh, you know, this is something that I want people to to realize that we we aren't all th thugs. You know, a lot of us are good people, and I want to push that on the, the younger generation. And again, like uh, I know my gym and most gyms around the world are, are all about that. And you know, this is something I want to push for. It's, it's exciting for me. And, uh, you know, it's something I'm very proud of because, again, there's no one really doing it. And uh, that's why I'm like, well, instead of us pushing this whole blueprint of thugness and disrespectful and talking rubbish about opponents and whatever it is, and look, I get it, but that's not me. And that's not a lot of these fighters. And that's why I want to show a different side to these UFC athletes that, that people don't really get to see. But, again, it's all about hard work. Uh, good morals and values that I would teach my daughters that this book can teach uh, kids around the world. Mm. Well, the book looks great, and you guys can check out alexanderthegreatbook.com.au. Uh, it's $20. You can pre-order it now, and deliveries are due in August. I'm not, I don't have kids myself, Alex, but I might buy a copy 
Maybe read it to my dog, Winston. He's kind of like the only son I've never had. Also, his website, <laughs> Alexander the Great. It's been tough and nice. So, AlexanderTheGreatVolkanovsky.com. And, of course, uh, follow Alex at Alex Volkanovsky on social media. He is the champion in the division. We can't wait to see what happens next for you, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us so early in the morning onto Submission Radio. It's a real honor and pleasure, man. No worries. Thank you. Sorry for waking you guys up to do this, mate. Absolute pleasure, Alex. 